Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Sometimes there's a podcast that th- there's like a little box that says, in case of emergency podcast, break glass. Yeah, yeah. We just broke the glass! Dude, we just broke it. We broke the glass! Eric Carlson! I was going to say Francis Perone. Uh, Francis Perone, dude! Eric Carlson! Oh, yeah. Eric Carlson and Brent Burns together on the blue line, making people cry. Eric Can you imagine this power and Brent play? Burns together. I can. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Dude, the Sharks have traded for Eric Carlson. They have pants the Senators twice in four months. I don't know which is more surprising, that the Sharks got Eric Carlson or that the Sharks managed to pull the wool over... The Senator's eyes again, twice in one <laughs> summer. Um, David Pagnotta from the fourth period said, you do not want to get involved with Doug Wilson. <laughs> Basically, when you're trading for a marquee player, because he finds a way to completely pants you. He's done it a few times now. Yes. Where he's giving up future assets. And, and, and we will be honest here. The Sharks, they gave up a lot. They gave up a lot. But did they give up a lot that is going to hurt the Sharks' chances of winning the Cup this year, which is, I think, what they're trying to do. And in the next few years, you know, we'll have that discussion. But um, to be able to acquire Carlson without giving up any of your top NHL-ready young players is incredible. Or top NHL-playing players, which a lot of... Generally, when you hear a marquee name get bandied about whether it's Eric Carlson or Steven Samkos or anybody else, what you hear going the other way is proven NHL player, young player, great prospect, first-round pick. Of any of those, I get, Chris Tierney is a proven NHL player at this point. He's not a top prospect. The Sharks did give up prospects, which we'll talk about in a second, and the Sharks did give up a first-round pick. But even Kevin Kurz who I look to as sort of sometimes the voice of reason. Sometimes he seems right. a little bit more crotchety than I would be. Right. But even Kevin Kerr says, I don't see how this isn't a huge win for Doug Wilson. He gave up none of the Sharks' major young players. No Timo Meyer, no Tomas Hurdle. No Merkley. No Ryan Merkley, who is the only, I believe, the only Sharks player who, are on, who was on Corey Pronman's top 100 prospects list. Right. Merkley was in the high 20s, I believe, on that list. Wow. Merkley, not traded. Meyer, not traded. 20-goal scorer last year, 21 years old, not traded. Well, I didn't, you know, I, I was thinking about this on the way over. If the Sharks hang on to Merkley, are they going to have <laughs> a three all-star puck-moving defenseman on the blue line in like two or three years? It's, it's possible. It's totally nuts if you think about it that let's, way. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, dude. Let, I'm sure people aren't, uh, madly tweeting and sure. texting each other the way we were. Let me recap the price. Just a short time ago, you and I madly texting. So the Sharks acquire Francis Perron. As we said at the top of the show. Who appears to be an AHL spare part, right? 
Well, let's. We, we, he was not listed on Ottawa's any of Ottawa's <laughs> top <laughs> prospect lists. Uh, but I like his name. Yeah. And two time Norris winner, Eric Carlson. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who is in the last year of his contract, which we will talk about that, I'm sure, mm-hmm. as we recap this. The Sharks give up in terms of roster players. They give up Chris Tierney, who's the Sharks' third or fourth line center, uh, depending on Pete DeBoer's mood. Right. Um, I like Chris Tierney. I think he's a good NHL player. Yes. Um, and that's a definite question mark now is who's going to center the third line. That's right. Right? Uh, they give up Dylan DeMello, who was uh, his rights were renounced by the Sharks. I no, don't think the Sharks didn't value Dylan DeMello. I just don't think he was viewed as a um, core part of this program. I think Dylan DeMello was viewed as a replacement level guy. You put him in the lineup if you need to put somebody in the lineup, but you're not going to put Dylan DeMello as a definite starting defenseman. He wasn't last year and he wouldn't be this year. The Sharks give up two prospects, two guys who were in the top six ranked by Corey Pronman. Right. They give up Josh Norris, who's a college player yep. who scored the winning goal, I believe, at the uh, prospect scrimmage that I attended. Um, and they gave up Rudolph Balsters, who led the Barracuda in scoring last year in the HL, but did not play, I believe, any NHL games, or no. may, maybe he played one. Um, Balsters was rumored to be a guy who might have been in the contention for a roster spot this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are the two prospects they give up. The Sharks give up a second-round pick in 2019. Now we get into the conditional stuff, dude. Okay. Okay. So one of the picks is either a first in... 2020 mm-hmm. if the sharks make the playoffs this season okay okay well which i think we're saying is a given i'm i'm not saying given but i'm saying pretty likely at this okay point. so let's assume that it's a first in 2020 okay if the sharks miss the playoffs it's a first in 2019 okay so to the senator's advantage it's to the senator's advantage they the get sharks a higher to miss pick. the playoffs they get right. a higher pick so let's assume it's a first in 2020 right sure Okay, the other conditional pick, or actually conditional picks, are these. If Eric Carlson re-signs, the Senators get a 2021 second-round pick from the Sharks. Okay. If Eric Carlson re-signs and the Sharks make the Stanley Cup Finals, this becomes a 2019 first-round pick. Make the finals this coming year. Correct. Otherwise, otherwise 2019, we wouldn't know. Be Correct. Going back in time. Okay. So it becomes a first rounder if Carlson resigns mm-hmm. and the Sharks make the cup final. Right. So are we rooting for this? Yes. Of course. Right? <laughs> so, I'm rooting for a cup win. Right. That's what I'm rooting so, for. So uh, right now, you're looking at a first in 2019 and a first in 2020. If the best case scenario conditions are met, mm-hmm. which is funny to say best case scenario because you'd be losing, losing your next two firsts. But mm-hmm. I mean, don't we want the Sharks to make the playoffs and to make the cup final and keep Eric Carlson? We want all those things to happen. Yes. So uh, here's the other condition. If the Sharks trade Eric Carlson to an Eastern Conference team this season. Okay. Ottawa gets an additional first round pick that wow. is no later than 2022. 
Wow. Okay. So they threw in that condition to basically little assure insurance, little insurance that if the sharks are going to, if they can't come to terms with Carlson, if the season's going badly and they panic and at the deadline, they want to move him to Tampa, mm-hmm. then there's going to be a penalty for that. I would say the odds of that coming to fruition are slim and none. Yes. Right. Yes. Because we know Doug Wilson doesn't make these kind of deals. Unless he knows he can re-sign the player. Unless he feels really confident that he can re-sign the player. That's right. So that's the trade, dude. It's it's a lot. But none of it really... Four in- players <laughs> and two picks for one guy. One guy who is arguably the best defenseman in the league. Yes. Like, I mean, so the Sharks have the two... Like they- We have a recent Norris winner in Brent Burns. Right. And then we have... A recent double Norris winner in Eric Carlson. It's it's an embarrassment of riches. It and certainly is. Carlson is 28, so he's in the prime of his career. He is a habitual 70-plus point player. Yeah. The Sharks' power play has been awful lately. That should be fixed. When you have Burns and Carlson on the point together, it will be hilarious. <laughs> it will be amazing. It will be amazing. It'll just be so very difficult to stop. Yeah. Like, how, what do you do? Like, how do you stop that? So, um, or maybe you put him on PP one and PP two. So each uh, power play has just an absolute. Well, we can get into dynamo. strategy, I guess, but I wouldn't do that. I'd put them together, <laughs> and then you know what? And then, I, and then when PP two comes out, I'd leave one of them out, mm-hmm. and then when the puck stops, switch them. Yeah. You know, but oh, I'd make them pay. Make them pay. Make them pay. So, dude, I mean, I'm giddy. <laughs> I can I'm see. Giddy. I can see this. I'm excited. Is there any part of you that is not happy about this? Because we got a few comments already from listeners mm-hmm. who don't like this. Right. They feel like the sharks have given up way too much. I I don't mind. So my objection, if I have an objection, which I don't have a major one isn't what the Sharks gave up to get Eric Carlson. Because I think, as we mentioned earlier, it's amazing that we gave up so little, frankly. We gave up. We didn't give up a top six forward. We didn't give up a absolute blue chip prospect when a, a guy like Ryan Merkley is we, in the Sharks system. We only have one, right? right? We really only and have we one, kept him. one great prospect, okay? And we didn't give up a great young player like Timo Meyer. okay? So in terms of what we gave up to get him, I don't agree with the argument that we gave up too much. The only the only argument, if I had a quibble with this deal, is we already have two defensive all stars in Burns and Vlasic. Why are we getting another one? I don't know, especially since we've been thinking about nothing but John Tavares, you know, earlier in the summer, where that would be a huge win to get a centerman, an offensive threat. Now the Sharks have not traded an offensive threat to get Carlson. But they've loaded up on the defensive side of the puck without really addressing a scoring issue, which I I would say the Sharks have. The Sharks do have a bit of a scoring issue, but maybe because Carlson is such an offensively minded defenseman, this alleviates that problem as well. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, dude, I think you make some good points, but I think that I don't really care where the seventy points come from. Sure, they're coming from somebody, and you gave up a player who. You know, on your NHL roster, I mean, the two guys that we gave up probably collectively scored in the mid-40s, and you acquired a guy who's probably going to easily score 70-plus with this talent around him. Mm -hmm. 
And that's a win. It's a huge talent upgrade. And, you know, if you're looking at, um, you know, we, we don't know what's going on. Maybe there's more to this here. Maybe, you know, the Sharks will turn around and make more moves. You know, um, I, I doubt it. I think the plan is to have these three gentlemen playing together, anchoring yeah. a ridiculously stupidly talented blue line. Right. And Doug Wilson must believe and Pete DeBoer must believe that if you have your strength at the back and that even though two of them might play like a little bit of a wild card sometimes, which I think Burns is more of a wild card than Carlson probably. Yeah, yeah. That uh, collectively the talent upgrade is so significant that it puts them more in the conversation to be a Stanley Cup contender which this was a team that was already in the top eight last year. Mm-hmm. So you know, the Sharks have Eric Carlson, which there was an interesting part on NHL radio as I was driving over here. Uh, they implied that essentially the Sharks and uh, Ottawa had come to an agreement last year at the trade deadline and Ottawa ownership got involved and ruined it. Oh, I see. And so um, that this was not necessarily anything new. That the Sharks' interest has been well documented and was documented then, and we were kind of perplexed by it then too. Yep. But that uh, the price may have been similar at that moment, mm-hmm. and the Sharks' interest is that they want to have the most talent on the team possible. And we know the Sharks. I mean, that I thought the the timing was really interesting, dude. Tyler Sagan just signed an extension with the Dallas Stars. Oh, I didn't see it. And then, lo and behold, the mm-hmm. same day, right? Mm-hmm. The Sharks pulled the trigger on the Carlson trade. Right. And we know that they were big. They've been big game fishing, and they can't get a free agent to come here on their own. Right? That's, that's true, and I'm certainly sympathetic to the argument that when a player of Eric Carlson's caliber becomes available, you try and get him. You see, you kick the tires. You see what's available. It doesn't matter if your roster is a little bit this way heavy or that way heavy. If you can get Eric Carlson, you get him. You yeah, get him. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. You've got... You're like, ah, no, Eric Carlson, no. I think I'm going to go after James <laughs> Neal. I'm going to go after, you know... I mean... Oh, James Neal's a good player. but James I mean, Neal's a good player. But you're but, right. You're right. The Sharks were looking for a difference maker, an all-star. They got one. And they got one. They got a top 10 player in the NHL. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I was... One of the other things I thought of if I was trying to look at downsides, I was thinking about injury history, which he's had a little bit. But you know what? He's played 70 games every yeah, year. Sure. He still plays 70 games sure. every year. And I mean, would you say that Eric Carlson is now the best player on this team? Man. And the the crazy thing is, is that's difficult to say right now. Is Brent Burns better? Brent Burns is a more recent Norris Trophy winner. You, you got it. And, and the thing that's wild about it is you kind of have to think about it. And then you start thinking about all the really good players that mm-hmm. are on this team. Mm-hmm. That's a good problem to have. Right. And I think that's the kind of problem the Sharks wanted to have. And they're, they've got it. And Joe Thornton's reaction uh, <laughs> was uh, filled with profanity yes. of excitement. Yes. I'm sure he's at the airport right now waiting to pick Carlson, yeah. Kirk Carlson he's sitting there. Uh, off the plane. He put his Uber sticker on his car. He probably did. And he's hoping you know, Carlson so, calls an Uber. Um, I appreciate the risk involved here. 
I'm so excited for the season to start. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. And I think that a team that was already had taken a, a, a step forward last year that I don't think either of us really expected. Right. They tried to add Tavares. It didn't work out. And the team is unquestionably better. Yeah. Like they're better right now than they were two hours ago. Right. And I don't know if you read the interview with Doug Wilson Kurz wrote hmm. the last couple of days. But it was, you know, it was it's pretty classic. Doug Wilson doesn't really give much away, but um, you know, he said Jumbo's healthy, Pavelski's healthy. Neither of those things were true at the beginning of the season last year, and now we're going to have Kane for a whole season. Kane obviously not healthy in the playoffs. He was fighting something. He even mentioned that maybe Burns was a little dinged up starting the season last year, which no one knew about. So that was sort of revealed. Um, so yeah, so if if we're going into the season with a healthy Art Carlson, a healthy Brent Burns, a healthy Joe Thornton, and a healthy Joe Pavelski, and a healthy Evander Kane. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that. It's please. exciting. There's and, and we've said this before. There's an opportunity here in the Pacific. The yep. Pacific is weaker. I think it's the weakest it's ever been. When you have Vegas as the front runner, and I, I, you know, fool me once, I guess, but I'm gonna say they they're not gonna be able to be the same. I think they've made some really weird moves this offseason. I don't really like what they've done. I thought they gave up way too much for Max Pacioretty and then gave him a $7 million contract extension, which we'll talk about maybe another day mm. or at the end today. But yeah. um, moving out the success that they had and replacing them with you know, two guys that are not exactly... They're not on the Eric Carlson range, no. right? No, no. Um, I don't know that that makes them better. I don't think they can duplicate what they did last year. And they lost a defenseman, don't forget. And they then they did, yeah, to you know his uh, illegal doping or whatever, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he says he didn't do it, but we'll see. Maybe he um, made it Mario Batali's sure. steak restaurant. <laughs> that whole place is shady. Nice. Don't eat at Mario Batali's yeah. steak restaurant anymore. The Ducks are down. The Oilers are a question mark. The Coyotes are on the rise, but they're not ready. The Flames are a major question mark. And the Kings are going to be good, but I don't think that the Kings are necessarily better than the Sharks. I think it's going to be close. Mm -hmm. So, and I think today they're better. The Sharks are better. Like the, right. they are a better team. So, um, it's exciting. The opportunity is there. You don't sort of see them as the underdogs. I think they're the front runner right now in the Pacific. And with the Preds underperforming last year, the Jets you know, not being able to seal the deal at the end and the blues adding so many new pieces, um, you know, but having really questionable goaltending. Yeah. There is an opportunity. You forgot about Vancouver. There is an opportunity, <laughs> dude. So I like it. Let's go for it. You know, I mean, when you have a chance to win championships, those don't come along. And you, you have a chance to get great players. You get great players. Y you're right. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that strategy in the least bit. Nah, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on that. Right. One of the best defensemen of his generation. No, you've got to go because I want to see what this 2019 second round pick might be. <laughs> right. Right. Because right. the other thing, too, that that sort of makes me not miss these picks as much is that the best players in their mid-20s, early 20s that the Sharks have brought over have not been draft picks. They've been these European free agents. Right. That they've been finding the Donskoys, the Carlsons, the Sorensons. And now they have this Suomela guy. Sure, that are more NHL ready than these 18 year old kids that they're bringing over. Right. So the Sharks' ability, they have been way better at that than they have been at drafting first round or even early round talent. That's true. Right? That's true. So 
What is what? Doug Wilson working around his own draft, <laughs> his own draft department? Well, I think that they have made a very, you know, public effort to try and improve that part of their organization. But if you're able, if your European scouting is so strong and you're bringing a guy over a year mm-hmm. that's able to make an impact on the NHL roster, then keep going down that path. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. So, um, like if the Sharks are as good as they should be with this collection of players, then I don't care about not having the 29th pick. Right. I just don't. I mean, this is something we'll talk about in future shows. I don't think we need to do a deep dive here, dude, but certainly the third and fourth line center position is a lot more rickety now than it was. Sure. Um, I know even at times last year, we might be advocating for Chris Tierney to break the top six. Obviously, he's no longer on the roster at this point. So now there's going to be a bit of a hole there. And even a guy that we liked in Eric Fair signed elsewhere. So he's no longer available. I'm sure we maybe next week we'll look a little bit more at free agents because there are some free agents perhaps available for that slot. I haven't looked. I'm going to bring it up right now. Okay. I'm bringing it up right now. You already did this. You jumped ahead of me and you did this research without me knowing. Okay. I'm sorry, dude. You want me to wait? No, I, I, you just got all these notes. You're so excited. (laughs) I was so excited. I don't know how you wrote all these notes down in the last like few hours. Yeah, you got a whole. We got Eric Carlson, dude. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> is it? Yeah, this is the. What's supposed to happen here? It's crazy how we just traded for Evander Kane, and yet this is a bigger trade. This is the second biggest trade in Sharks history. Second biggest, bigger, not bigger than Joe Thornton. No, second biggest. Second biggest. Yes, ever. Well, let's not forget the Mark Bell trade. Okay. <laughs> dude. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw out two names right now. Are you ready? Well, yeah. first of all, there are some unknowns here. We don't know. What, how the Sharks view Dylan Gambrel this year. They mm-hmm. might view him as being an NHL ready. He might be in the mix. Maybe they really think that he's ready, right? They may be considering moving Hurdle back to center. They might be considering moving Pavelski back to center, right? right. I mean, yeah. these could be things that I'm sure that they have already talked about. Like, they have a plan. Or they could look on the free agent market, and there's a name there that I actually kind of can't believe is sitting there, and his name's Mark Letestu. This is not huh. a bad player. No. And he was actually traded at the trade deadline to Nashville and they flipped him to Columbus but you know this is a guy who is like a nine-year NHL veteran he's not going to light the world on fire but is he is he as good as Chris Tierney yes I don't have his stats in front of me I, I mean like he's he is as good as Chris Tierney yeah so could you add a player like that the Sharks don't have a lot of caps but they're a little bit under two million but you know we see this in the NBA all the time where you mm-hmm. go to a player and go hey you want to take a one-year one million dollar deal and come chase a cup with us. Right. I mean, at this point, what else is this guy doing? Working at Trader Joe's, like the Cosby Show guy? Like, <laughs> come I mean, on. <laughs> oh. Dude, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he might take the opportunity, right? Yeah. There's one more name out there that I think is really interesting, and we knew that this person was going to wait and not sign right away. But if we're bringing the gang back together and we're getting all the good vibes, like, don't you think Joe Thornton could pick up the phone and call Rick Nash? Yeah. Hey, Rick Nash, you've made a ton of money in your career and you've won nothing. Right. Would you like to come ride shotgun and be play on the, on the power play with these guys and do it for a really reasonable price? And be sheltered. Play on the second line. Right. 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 You don't have to be the top dog, but you can come to San Jose. You can come midseason for all we care. Right. 
I don't know how his health is. Well, I think that's what he said is that he was going to wait. For it, it, what he said now makes, I mean, it's almost like he's no stro Rick Nash, right? Like, I mean, like yeah. he's going to wait and see what the right opportunity presents itself. And I think that this is the right opportunity for a guy like Rick Nash to come in, not have to be the guy. Although he is a winger. But it, you're right. That doesn't solve the center problem. But no. if their plan is to move Hurdle or Pavelski to center, it does solve the top six winger problem that would become created, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's an equation. The only reason I bring it up is because we there's just documented interest of the Sharks' interest in Nash as a player over the years. And we know that Nash and Thornton are friends. Right. So They played I, together in Switzerland I just think that ago. that is something that will not happen today or tomorrow or next week. But that is just something to keep an eye on. If the Sharks continue to hold on to that cap space and there's no buzz around Rick Nash, I would say it's a lock, right? Because <laughs> like, Doug Wilson is he's, he's he's like you know a SEAL team out yeah, there, yeah. operating under the under the cover. We're gonna play this back in January, right? When Rick Nash signs late with the Sharks, and we're gonna have a good chortle. Yeah, we are. I it doesn't necessarily seem like the thing that we need right now in terms of Rick Nash. It seems like a weirder fit to me than it does to you, maybe. Well, um, I'm operating under the assumption that they're going to use an existing roster player in a center spot. Right. Which they may do. But then who do you put in the third spot? You don't put Joe Thornton in the third spot, do you? you I can't. don't know. Or do you put Hurdle there? Or I guess do you, you put could. Pavelski there? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm just looking at the best free agents available, and those are the two guys that kind of leap off the page. Right, right. Well, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm, it seems like there's definitely going to be some more movement and certainly some more opportunity for these younger players. Can Marcus Sorensen secure a roster spot at this yeah. point? Because he hasn't really been able to lock one of those up. He's sort of been in and out. He looked great at the end of the year. Yeah. So we're hoping that's the guy who comes to camp. Right. So I, I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity for some of these guys that you know, were sort of marginal players. Maybe one of those guys can really seize the reins. Yeah. Um, Barkley Goudreau. Right. It's another one who needs to work hard to stay in the lineup. It's going to be some competition in camp for sure. It'd be interesting to see if the Sharks move on a player like Latestia. Like, mm-hmm. will they bring in a veteran center who has a lot of experience? Is not a all star, mm-hmm. but is a guy who is not going to embarrass himself. You know, another name that's out there who didn't have a good year last year, but is you know is a little bit on the older side is Antoine Vermette. You know, yeah. Um, there's a couple of players out there who might be able to fill that void. Less excited about Vermette than I would be Latestu, but um, I think that might be a better fit. I'm I'm just looking up this Antti Sulamella guy who is this guy that the Sharks signed yeah, and from maybe Europe, and he's a center. And, and maybe he's the guy, and maybe the Sharks know that. 60 points in 59 games in the top uh, Finnish league. That's not bad. Yeah. A uh, year before, 45 points in the in the top league i you know this is a guy that at least according to doug wilson in that interview with kurz was sought after by multiple nhl teams this wasn't just like the sharks traipsed in there and this guy signed with the first team he saw sure well then maybe that's their in-house solution maybe that's the guy they're going to give him the first spin see what happens you know we haven't seen a training camp invite in a while to the sharks and we may see a couple veteran centers brought in to push some of these other players, you know, like remember the old Brad Winchester, yeah. Dan Hynote, yeah, you Dan know, uh, uh, guys who brought in actually guys who st- stuck with the team, right? Or actually, yeah. Hynote didn't, but uh, Brad didn't. Winchester did. But um, 
we may see that. We've seen a couple of of uh, PTIs out there. Mm-hmm. P- PTOs. 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 Yeah. Um. Anyways, dude, it's I'm. It's an exciting I'm, day I'm to be stoked. a Sharks fan. I'm very excited and curious to hear what what our listeners think about this trade. Um. And you know, I mean, uh, one of the other first things we said was, "Well, we got to get tickets for opening night." <laughs> Right? Isn't that what the Sharks want? Don't we want to see... And one thing I, I think about, too, is Eric Carlson is the foc- was the focal point for the Ottawa Senators' defense for the last 10 years. You can't focus only on Eric <laughs> Carlson anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to help Burns, and it's probably going to help Carlson. Yeah, I Honestly, mean, I mean, sure. there's only so many minutes to go around. You, you, I don't know if you're going to pair those guys together, but... It's, no, no, no. We probably don't. not. Probably not. But... You know, there could be some some you know, one or one of those guys is gonna be facing not the top line of defense, right? Right. One of those guys is gonna have a major offensive opportunity all the time. Right. In and terms of not facing the best the best personnel the other team has to offer. And you could see it these defensive pairings matched up more much more like an offensive situation where mm-hmm. you know, if the Sharks are have an offensive face off they may put them both out there. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not going to be the regular shift, but that wouldn't be surprising at all. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You want If you're going to ice the puck, guess what? Yeah. Offensive zone draw. If the puck comes back to center, one or, one or the other of those guys goes off and goes back to the normal defensive pairing. But maybe you win the faceoff and then you have a nice 15 <laughs> seconds in the offensive <laughs> right. zone, 20 seconds in right. the offensive right. zone. Right, And that's the kind of advantage that we're, we're going to see. That's yeah. pretty exciting. Very excited, dude. I'm glad you could come over. Boy, I'm glad we didn't keep Mike Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, I know we, we put this together on very short notice, so we weren't able to live stream it. But the next one, hopefully we will. Yes. Um, because we'll start talking about this in more depth uh, and certainly other news regarding the Sharks, uh, other roster things. We're getting very close to preseason at this point. Dude, I was just this morning thinking, God, when are we going to do a podcast? We're just having a lot to talk about. Bam! Bam. Thank you, Doug Wilson. Bam, bam, bam. It's like you've been listening to the listeners. Where are you guys? Where are you guys? Oh, I'm going to make a big trade so we can do a podcast. Bam! Bam. Bam! Everything's coming up Millhouse. That's right, baby. All right, dude. Go Go Sharks. Eric Carlson! Carlson! Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.